Hello everyone, my name is Ricardo Lino and I'm a wheel addict. Welcome to episode 47th of the Skate Talks with a Wheel Addict. Today we're going to have a, a little bit of a different episode because today we're going to be talking about safety and our own future in our sport. So stay there and enjoy this one. That's right, we're going to be talking about safety and I'm going to have a guest today that knows a lot more about it than I do. <laughs> Maybe not about safety, but how to take care of us after not being safe enough. My guest today is Jonas and uh, Jonas, Jonas, well, I don't really know how to say his first name and I'm not going to try to say his last name. I'm going to tell you that He lives in Paris, he's right now, he's a physiotherapist, and I'm just going to call him to the conversation so that he can say a little bit more about what exactly he does. Jonas, you there? Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> It's easier if you, if you tell everyone your name, because I'm sorry, I, I couldn't even, I'm just saying Jonas, but it's Jonas, which is easy, uh, but the last one is hard. Yeah, but yeah, in, in Dutch it's Jonas, but uh, most of English people say Jonas, so that's what I'm used to. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. Um, What's the last I, name? What's the last name? That's in interesting. <laughs> last name is Van Gecht, so yeah, try that one. <laughs> okay, so so is it? Are you Dutch? Uh, I'm Belgium. I'm from Belgium, so uh, I speak Dutch, Flemish, um, and I live in Paris, like you said, so I speak also French and English, of course. Dude, you want to learn Portuguese too? <laughs> uh, I should be, because my grandparents uh, live partially in Portugal, so I should learn Portuguese. For <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if you, we're going to talk about something interesting today, and then... If you do a good job, I might tell you that I, I, I'm going to teach you a little bit of Portuguese, but I'm not a good teacher for that. <laughs> okay, so for anyone listening to this, I already said that you're a physiotherapist. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what you're doing in Paris, but people might have seen a new Instagram account um, most of the people following what I do, it's obviously people that are very interested in skating, inline skating, roller skating, or other types of using wheels, but mainly these two. And you actually creating, created an Instagram account called, what's the name of the Instagram account? <laughs> Instagram is the Blading Physio. So yeah, like you said, I'm a physiotherapist. I live in Paris because I'm still studying for chiropractic. So I have my diploma as a physiotherapist, but I'm still a student. And yeah, I created that uh, Instagram account just to, yeah, to sensibilize people or to teach people, to educate um, people how, yeah, how to be safe and how to keep healthy during skating. Exactly. And funny enough, <laughs> I'm not in the best time of my life, so y you come real Andy. But before talking about my my injuries, the the regular the ones that are very consistent and have been happening a lot over the last couple of years, and the new ones, um, what have you been seeing like as a physiotherapist, which is now looking for more of it and trying to advise on people. What have you been seeing as a very common mistake in skaters? Ooh, um, I guess the warm-up. The warm-up is a lot of... Is, I see that a lot, that people don't warm-up and just go skating, which is which is logic if, if you're just as hyped uh, to skate as normal. But yeah, I, I get that you want, you want to skate, but please people warm up before you go skating because that's that's going to prevent a lot of a lot of injuries already <laughs> yeah it makes a huge difference what you're just saying and it's interesting because most of the people might not know i'm not always saying that but i, I did stud, studied sports science and for a, about seven years i worked as a, a personal trainer 
And I did work in some clinicals and uh, rehab clinics, like not for drugs, but actually for, for sport injuries. And I did work with a couple of physiotherapists. But as you said, now moving away from that, I just I just said this because I think it's interesting that people should know that I know about warming up, but a lot of people don't know. So a lot of people don't know if they should be moving, if they should be stretching. What would you say that it's it's a good warm up? Is it about the movement? Is it starting with a certain type of movement and moving into stretching? What should the skaters actually be looking into? Uh, um, trying to prevent injuries. Uh, yeah, I think the most important is just to warm up the body by just moving all the joints. So just yeah, keep keep the wrist mobile, uh, hips, knees, ankles. Um, that's that's pretty much the most important thing to start with. And then just before you go skating, try to get that cardio a little bit up just to kickstart that body, just that the cardio or the heart is pumping already um, because that's going to awaken your body uh, before skating. And I think that's the most important one. Stretching before skating is like a big, yeah, it's it's a discussion in our world of physiotherapy. <laughs> yes, yeah, and for science, if it's good before or after the so. Yeah, stretching is good to mobilize, I guess, or to keep, yeah, to, to yeah, to mobilize. But the, it can be job. dangerous, right? If you if you're not warmed up enough, it can be dangerous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, don't go stretching before anything else. Like, if you're really already warmed up, you can stretch some muscles to to r- relax a little bit. But I prefer it doing afterwards. Um, yeah. 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 Basically. If you do it after the exercise, you are actually ga- getting more uh, range of movement, ROM, right? The thing yeah. is, a lot of times people think, yeah, I'm very stiff. So if I stretch before I exercise, it's going to be better. But I know, that's over, I know that over the last couple of years, people are getting very used to see some people using the roll, right the yeah yeah the foam roller the foam roll yeah foam roll and now there's even like small ones i've seen something like that and i've also Mm -hmm. seen some people using those guns that you hit on the muscle you know that what's the name of that thing oh guns have you seen Mm. that stuff it's a little thing it's kind of like a huge vibrator (laughs) instead of doing small (laughs) movements it, it really does like big movements Oh, guns! Yeah, 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 yeah. The massage guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Oh, yeah. That's that's pretty good too. But they're most of the time expensive. Yes, yes. I I've seen a company that was doing it and sponsoring some of the guys in the skateboarding street league. I don't know if you know what I don't know if you know what the street league is, but it's like it's the biggest competition in street skateboarding at the moment. And some of the pro skateboarders competing on it, they were using one of those and that's obviously televised. So people are like in between runs, they're like waiting five, 10 minutes between each time they go. And then they go for 30 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever. So they use those guns to keep themselves like prepared so that their muscles are active. Um, and I was going to ask what you think of that and the role and all that. What do you think it's ideal or what's easier for people to use? Um, I think the way they do it is pretty good or pretty interesting. Um, I wouldn't do it to wake up the muscles before skating. While while the contest is running and after a contest, I would do it. I would advise it. But... Yeah, I think it's it's a good way that they use it, or like you explained, between runs, just to yeah, just to keep the muscle awake and and, and keep the knots away and th- that it doesn't get sore. Um, I think it's it's a pretty good thing if they use it between runs and afterwards, but I wouldn't use it before because that's not the purpose of it. And what about the foam rolls? Should it be used before as a as a warm up? I know that a lot of people like to do it in the morning, and I've seen also people saying different things. I know that most of the people actually like what the foam the foam roller 
now I'm just feeling stupid. I don't know if it's foam roller or foam roll. Sorry. <laughs> but I know that most of the people actually like what it does. And that's why I was asking, what's your opinion about it? Yeah, foam rolling is it's also a, a great discussion. Um, but it's especially if, if it feels good, why not? But there's a lot of people who don't know how to use it or like use it on the wrong places on the body. Uh, but what I've seen is if they use it in the morning, it's mostly after like a workout, a workout or after doing some yoga, some stuff. So m most of the time they use a foam roll before, uh, after, after already doing some sport or doing some movements. Um, I haven't seen someone doing it really first thing in the morning. Like uh, I would, yeah, I would advise it to use it more after movements um because i don't think you really awaken the muscle just by rolling it that's that's not gonna do it okay so you advise people on first doing like starting by doing a small amplitude movements and then start growing on the amplitude and then once the whole thing is awake then they can use the foam roller yeah more be... like that or just after after the whole session just foam rolling could be good or could feel good but yeah, the effects are still. Uh, <laughs> I know that a lot of, I know that a lot of pro skaters, and not just pro skaters, but a lot of pro skaters after. Imagine like after having a heavy day, like when they're filming for sections or when they're yeah. on tour or something like that. They the expression is really this: they hit a lot of shit, <laughs> so yeah. their body gets pretty stiff you know and a lot of them they they always they, a lot of them say that i can only skate after having a good foam roller session so that's why i was actually asking because i i know that some of the skaters i don't know if you know who richie eisler is but richie eisler actually made yeah. the video saying that he always travel with a foam roller and he actually yeah. even teached people how to to travel with one by putting your arm on it and just using it like it's if it's a sleeve, you know. <laughs> so he... yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I think Nils Jansen's used also one. I, I have seen I've seen some videos of him with with a foam roll too. So yeah, a lot of pros use it, and it's interesting. But there's a lot of a lot of other things you can do, and I think they have similar effects. Like just applying heat or just warmth to your muscles will probably have the same effect as the foam rolling. So. It's yeah, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, foam roll doesn't take a lot of place to take to take with you. So yeah, why not? Would you say that the foam roller and that gun, that massage gun, would do the same, or it's a, a completely different? Um, in a sort of a way, it's it's uh, similar. But I think the massage gun is like it, it can be heavier, or like you can feel it. It's more powerful, I think. There's a lot of science or a lot of research, at least, uh, behind it also to, to really touch deeper structures. So I, I think the machine gun would be, or the machine gun, uh, the massage gun, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't use so, the machine gun on your legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think the massage gun can be like more powerful or will feel more aggressive than than a uh, foam roll okay and if there's any other things that you as a physiotherapist could advise on people other than the, the warming up what would it be from what people oh. are doing oh eat healthier <laughs> that's that's a big one but it's so difficult sometimes especially if you're like probably filming or on tour or skate trips I know it's uh, yeah. I know it's hard to to eat healthy on those moments, but it makes a difference in your recovery after skating. So yeah, okay. <laughs> and and also on the injuries, as someone that skates on a daily basis, even if they're on okay. tour or something like that, would it be something that can reduce the injury risk a lot too? Yeah, yeah. Especially like we see a lot of. Um, Sugar, yeah, sugar is a is a is a main reason why infections can stay longer. Like sugar has this uh, effect of um, just 
yeah, facilitating some uh, infections. So or infections and inflammation, more more inflammations even. Uh, so if you eat healthier, it's more likely that inflammations go easier away. If you put it like that. that. Okay, it's a good way to put it. I'm starting to feel bad now because I love sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sugar is hard, but especially when yeah when you have some inflammations, uh, yeah, sugar could be a factor that keeps it longer um, there. Or yeah, uh, funny enough, um, <laughs> about like two three months ago, in mid pandemic, I made an interview with Sean from ShopTask. And yeah. I was the one being interviewed and he asked me what would be the hardest thing for me to to stop doing. And I said, sugar. <laughs> that's, sugar, yeah. I think that's even bigger than my will addiction. Anyway, um, <laughs> so if someone is mid-infection or something, someone is going through an injury, yeah, what would they, what would ideally be their meals Ooh, yeah it's a good question um just a lot of fibers i guess just like yeah uh fruit and vegetables is important uh but what about the fruits sugar because fruits oh, have a lot of yeah. sugar right yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. and i know that a a, there's a lot of different studies about it some people say that you shouldn't mix sugars you shouldn't mix fruits because then different sugars would be harder on your body but i don't really know enough about it that's why i'm asking oh, oh yeah that's that's a great question but uh fruits have uh their own way of uh, dealing with the sugar so fruits contain a lot of sugar but fruits in if you eat them whole like don't mix them or don't blend them but if you eat sugar uh, if you eat your fruit raw. just like just a banana yeah just raw then the fruit has fibers to um to contain or to eliminate the sugar so like if you eat a banana yes you have um sugar in you but also the fibers who then like neutralize it if i can say it like that but the problem with like smoothies and mixing fruits together which is delicious the problem is that you just uh destroy all the fibers you ruined it <laughs> yeah you destroy the fibers but you keep the sugars so yeah and in that way um fruits aren't optimal but if you eat fruits in their whole it's it's a complete other story okay okay i'm learning huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm learning a lot. Um, so you said main thing would be uh, warming up and then yeah. obviously the food. Any other yeah, thing, cool. any other very common mistake that we see on people's lifestyles or the way that they take on their um, skating think, in general? Yeah, I think this is a, a really general, like this applies for skaters for sure, but also just in general, um, people like core stability and like hip stability, those are pretty much underrated. Like no one realizes how uh, important uh, core stability is. Like it's it's literally the basis of your spine so if you don't stabilize the the basis of your spine, then yeah, what do you expect for lower back pain and stuff? So uh, I think it's it's an interesting one for skaters too because as you have a lot of impacts, it all comes, of course, to the knees, but also to the lower back. So core stability is also an important one. Okay, so what sort of exercises? Of course, people know about like. Uh, planks and stuff like that but what can they do is there any um, yeah uh the, the the most common one i give to my patients is just like try to um yeah pull the belly button towards you just like contract the the abdominals or contract your core muscles try to learn to contract those before you do anything else and because a lot of people do like a lot of um, app and core workouts, but 
they don't activate their core. So okay, you're talking about like learning how to move the hips properly. Is that it? Um, not really. More like um, activate the core before you do your okay. workout. Okay, okay, I get. It. I understand what you mean. Like from the from the inside, learning when you're like actually um, yeah. activating your your core, like from the in to the outside, all the muscles should actually be yeah. working. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah, otherwise everyone like likes to do the most impressive exercises, but they they don't stable stabilize their core. So yeah, that that's a problem. That's one of the principles of Pilates, right? Working from the inside to the outside. Do yeah, you, that could, did yeah, you do yeah. you did you ever work with any Pilates instructor or did you ever do any Pilates or anything like that? Or what's your take on Pilates into or yoga into skaters? Um I love Pilates and yoga as a concept, but I've never done a lot of it. Like I should, I should yeah, yoga I did some, but like not I've I've never been like the big fan to really read into it and, and learn everything from it. But I, I love the concept and I, I, I also advise it to people, but I'm not the one who can teach it or or yeah can say how it's how it's done. That's <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> I actually I started to to add level one <laughs> Pilates instructor, <Okay. laughs> but it was never really my thing. So I think I've I've learned it more for myself, which to be yeah. honest, I just don't apply it nowadays, which mm -hmm. sucks. Mm -hmm. It really sucks. But I guess I. The lifestyle that I chose, it's a bit weird because what people see, it's mostly like the skating part of it. Mm -hmm. But for the skating part that they see to be done, there's a lot of time on a chair nowadays. And that's yeah. why I'm going to make you my next question. Should oh. people <laughs> be working when they, when they work on computers or on a desk? Should they, should they be sitting... Should they be standing up or should they get one of those rise up desks that you can sit off the time and stand up off the time? What would be ideal? Um, ideal is there is no uh, optimal or there's no perfect position. Like a position that is perfect is the one that changes all the time. So in yeah we, we when i was in at university for physiotherapy uh, we had to stand up every 30 minutes just to yeah get the blood flow keep flowing and just to stay healthier if i can say it like that so people who sit a lot try to get up a lot too just because standing the whole day isn't ideal either so it's not one or the other one it's just It's it's a mix of, of everything. Like if you're slouching on a couch, that's okay for a amount of time. But after that you should you should sit upright for the same time in, in theory. Yeah, and your body tells you. If you stay for way too long on the same position, your body will tell you. Man, yeah. The, that was like the most painful thing every single time that I got hurt myself that I had to go to the hospital. If I had to be on a bed I'm telling you, I might have broken my leg, but I felt worse from my back on being that position mm -hmm. than actually from my leg. <laughs> Stuff like that happens. So, yeah. yeah, your body tells you. So, you're saying that people should actually buy more of those or build those stand those desks that you can just press on a button and go up and down. Or maybe even better if you have one of those that you roll up and you work out to bring it up and down. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> that's more of uh yeah a thing is coming of of course those desks that go up and down but you can also even if your desk is not adapted you can also just get up get some water come back and then after 50 minutes go back to the toilet and <laughs> stand up go back to the toilet and come back <laughs> so yeah just try to stay stand up a lot just Yeah, try to keep moving too. That's that's the important and thing. What about um, sitting on a Swiss ball instead of sitting on a chair while they're working? Would that make a yeah. difference? Yes and no, because it's the Swiss ball is good for another uh, way of sitting or just changing your position. But 
like sitting eight hours on a Swiss ball, it has the same effect or of like sitting eight hours on a chair. Like it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it is. If you, it's the, the optimal thing is, um, for example, working two hours on the chair and then switching to the Swiss ball. That that's a great thing. Uh, but one or the other, it's, it's never the answer. Okay. I'm, I'm asking that because it's, it's supposed to, to activate the core more, but I guess like sitting on a chair also activates the core in a certain way, if you know what you're doing. So activating the core is more of a, a conscious thing that you need to learn. And once you yeah. learn it, you can do it in every single position. And in, in certain positions, it's actually harder, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Um, so I'm going to make you another question. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm making this like if it was an appointment, if I was on a doctor and I'm making all these questions <laughs> and I'm just, hopefully uh, the people listening to this will um, kind of like leave it like if they were me. So <laughs> something that I also always felt is like, even if I'm standing up or sitting, there's always constant pressure on my back. Even if I know how to activate my core or whatever, it's just normal mm -hmm. because of gravity. But we can actually use gravity in a different way by using those bars that come from the roof and it just hold the bars. Would that be a good thing for me to have in my office and every like, now? Like just like a, just a pull-up mm -hmm. bar, but every now yeah. and then I'll just do like a couple seconds there just to to get rid of the not to get rid of the pressure to actually use the the gravity force in a different way to actually help me and spread uh, and not spread like alleviate the pressure on yeah my back discs is that it yeah, yeah, yeah. i see what you mean yeah yeah i i have one here too yeah uh i i love pull-up bars even if you can't do a pull-up uh it's just that's exactly what i have <laughs> <laughs> pull -up bar is pretty it's pretty good just to like dead hang that's it's called dead hang just you you grab it and you let yourself hang because that that helps like yeah pull off the weight from the discs and pull off the weight of of the back um i know it's also interesting for shoulder uh injuries uh, uh that hang that's uh it's it, it, it pushes it it, it stretches it and yeah i don't know if more skaters feel like I do a lot, but sometimes the hardest thing for me about one of those bars, it's my wrists. And I don't even have any, I never really had any really bad wrist injury, but somehow it hurts my wrists a lot. Just mm. from trying to, yeah, of course it depends on the position, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm not 20 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even you can even like do the death hang, but then like with your feet still slightly touching the ground, like you feel a little support that yeah. can take off the weight a little bit from your wrists. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wrists is it's, yeah, that's another point of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you keep them, keep them moving, keep the wrists moving, like keep them mobile. That's also important for skating. If they are more mobile, even if you fall on them, if they're able to go to that mobilization or to that direction, you're less likely to, to have an injury too. Do you know that little ball that you pull a wire and then you can just rotate the ball? What's the name of that thing? I've, I've seen a lot of people use it for wrist exercise. Um, I don't really know the name of it. Hmm. You know what that is? I'm not sure. Ah, oh, damn it. I wanted to... I wanted to show it to you, but I don't really... Um, it's a ball. Basically, it's a little plastic ball that has a ball inside that can rotate. Yeah. And you yeah. put a little wire, and when you pull it, there's some movement that you can do with your wrist that makes mm -hmm. it, that makes it yeah. rotate. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was that, but I wasn't sure. Um, I've never used it. I've seen it so many times lying around in in the places where I worked. I did uh, I did internships, but I never used it. But I know um, it's called a Powerball. Uh, yeah, Powerball. That's it. Um, I know they or the the astronauts from uh, NASA use it. I know that because yeah, just to keep their 
wrists mobile and still strengthen them in space and i know they use it uh but i've never used it on a patient um never had to any effect yeah okay mm, you actually you yeah. actually said something interesting now that reminded me of a next question you said that uh, they need to use the ball because there's some movements that they don't do in space now obviously a lot of people say that skating is a very complete sport but it's not mm -hmm. perfect and i'm pretty sure there's some movements or some yeah i mean i would say some movements that are not done through skating, meaning that some of the muscles of our body or some of the joints are actually not working. Is there any type of exercise or movement that it's complementary to skating? Something that we should be doing in order to to make our workout complete after skating or skating as a sport, it's enough? Um, to me, rollerblading especially was like it's more like a leg workout and everything below pelvis or below the belly button is like fully trained, but shoulders and back and stuff is like less trained uh, to me in rollerblading, even though you can use your arms. It's not, uh, it's not that you, you're, you're putting weight on them or you're putting, uh, you're asking a lot of exercises from it. So unless you um, play, okay. <laughs> yeah hockey yeah yeah that's a good one um but even then I, I then think, it's unilateral then it's not something that you do is yeah, the same yeah. exactly exactly but um, i think yeah it, it's important for uh, skaters to still work on the shoulders for shoulder stability just be, uh, yeah for fall prevention because yeah as it is not trained while skating uh, if you don't look after your shoulders, wrists, and elbows, even um, if you don't look after it and you fall, you're more likely to have an injury there because you don't train it. So, like, yeah, uh, push-ups could be good, or just all the shoulder stability exercises, um, like um, shoulder taps, stuff like that, uh, could be good. Uh, yeah. Okay, you were talking about something which is interesting. You, you spoke about prevention, so. Skaters listening to this, <laughs> what movements, what exercises can they do to prevent injuries? Because we already spoke what they're doing wrong. We already said that the, the warm-up is not being done and some stuff. But is there any sort of exercises, not during the skate session? Uh, obviously, we already said about the food. But if they go to gym, what should be done to prevent injuries? There's there's never one exercise that that's gonna solve all things, but uh, a lot of yeah, uh, it depends a little bit on what. But for me, like core exercises, stability exercises are very important just to yeah, be strong and, and keep stable. But also like finding yeah the midway between mobility and st stability because if you're like if you're totally not mobile if you're not mobile in the hips or not mobile in the ankles and you twist your ankle then it's going to be a lot harder or a lot um yeah worse if if it's an injury than if it's more mobile so i think the best exercises is like still stability but still searching for that mobility too like Having that, yeah, that's in between. So, um, yeah, I was asking that mainly because of what's happening to me right now. And let me describe my situation. <laughs> I'm 39, I'm gonna turn 40 in three weeks' time. So, I don't wanna stop skating and I will not stop skating. If I need to skate with one foot, I will. I will find a way. I will learn how to, to do ho ho's and just skate on my end like those guys that did that guy that did it like the inverted skater but um as someone who's trying to skate for a longer period of time i try to take care of myself there's a, there's some things that are actually very hard for me such as food everything else well i stopped drinking there is no alcohol in my body for over two years um also over two years there's not one 
little drop of soda or any other drink other than water or coffee, which coffee is not the best too, but it is what it is. Um, other than that, about two months ago, I started training with a personal trainer and the goal was actually to get my back a bit better, which I've been struggling a bit after an injury that I had about one and a half year ago. And it was mainly because of not warming up. So exactly what you just said. I didn't warm up. I was doing a demo for DJI for the, the release of a, it was the DJI Osmo Pocket in South Africa. I was just going up a ramp. And while going up the ramp, the G-force of just going up the ramp basically just made me feel like my back just gave up. And for, I don't even know, for a week, I couldn't leave the bed. I was actually just to to walk to the toilet. I tell you, like, I had a I had a toilet in the room and to walk those five meters, I was seriously crying in pain to walk those five meters. I couldn't move anything. I'm obviously heavy, so my wife couldn't hold me. We had a little baby and I had to move my feet only without uh, doing any big movements just to get the toilet. So it would take me about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. And those 20 minutes, I didn't really knew if my back would hold all the way there. So I was seriously crying just to get to the toilet. Anyway, things never really got perfect. They got better, not better than before. They got okay-ish. If I was 90% with my back before that injury, I would say that now I'm like 65. And those 65 are not good. Because the bad 35, they just don't feel good. And I'm trying to get at least going back to at least 80. That would be perfect for me. I would be happy with the 80. But I've been struggling with that. So I started training with someone that I trust. And the training, it's not just um, specific exercises for my back because the, the body is a whole, so you need to work your body as a whole. And there's a lot of movement. And in my last train, my knee actually gave up on me. Not really bad, but like while doing a lunch on a cardio training in the end of the train, I just felt like a little, a little, I don't know how to say, a little kick on my knee. But I didn't really worry that much about it. That was in the morning. By the end of the day, after picking my daughter, I went with my wife to the beach. And while just holding my younger daughter, she's like seven months. And just bringing her down to the towel at the beach, my knee completely gave up on me and I fell on the towel. This was like three days ago. I think it's a tendon infection. I don't know if you call it tendi We call it tendinite in Portuguese. Yeah. And I was watching a lot of stuff about it, what I can do, and I've been doing some... I actually asked you, that's why we're doing this right now, because we were talking about it. And I've been doing some deep tissue mass massage, and I'm feeling a little bit better. But knees are a huge problem for a lot of skaters. I know that Niels Jansen struggled with a lot of knee problems. I see him being very healthy nowadays. As we all know, he eats well, he exercises... And that's what I was going to ask is, is there anything that skaters can do to their knees to prevent the shit that just happened to me? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, again, like a lot of stability exercises. Um, I think interesting for us as um, aggressive skaters is like looking to the guys who skate marathons and like the speed skaters because in that world is like a lot of good leg exercises and i've been looking to those and i'm pretty impressed of, of those exercises and i think yeah looking for those exercises is like a, a pretty good thing for aggressive skaters uh because yeah because of the impact and stuff that aggressive skaters have to deal with the knees are of course um a weak spot if i can say but yeah, depends also on, on the impact. If you're going to jump from rooftops and stuff, I don't think there's a lot of exercises that 
can that's genetics too huh? <laughs> yeah that's gotta genetics. be genetics you, you know you look at montreal livingston the way it takes impact yeah i don't get it i just don't <laughs> montreal is a beast yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think it's also a lot of technique like how to absorb but still yeah but still it, it, it's something to the body and um yeah i, I think just training a lot and and being um being conscious with with your body and with your knees or with with the stability or with the mobility in your body it's i think that's that plays a huge role already to prevent injuries and especially also knee injuries um you know but uh, for a lot of people it's not nowadays it's okayish but it's not even that bad but a couple of years ago it was not cool man it was not cool to go to the gym it's like if yeah. you're a skater you're a skater you can't train you need to be core you need to it's i'm yeah. just a skater <laughs> i don't train at skating i skate because it's cool i don't yeah. go to i don't go to the gym no no i just skate that's my train <laughs> what's your take on this like imagine like for a skater to be healthy for a longer period of time what what else can he do is it like we already said like the eating healthy um the working out is there anything else that it's important i know that like a lot of speed skaters especially the best ones they are all being seen by physiotherapists and i don't know if it's physiotricians i don't know if that's the name but like They are being seen by a lot of people that will actually analyze their movements and do a lot of other type of exercises. A lot of them, it's actually, I don't know if you can say and manipulated, which is like your fingers touching in certain parts of your body to activate certain muscles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is this something that would help people on preventing injuries? Yeah, of course. I'm I'm pretty sure, but yeah, that's that's it's such a different level of like, if you're a professional aggressive skater, I'm I'm I am convinced to that those people have to get checked up and see their physiotherapist or chiropractor or osteopath or doctor or whatever the the one or their coach coach even um just to get checked up and and be aware of their body uh because that's a really important thing but i know like yeah just people who are skating for fun that's it's not that you can go easily to the f uh, physiotherapist or a chiropractic chiropractor or stuff like it's not that easy to go weekly to those guys or to, to those people but well, would, why would you say why would you say it's not easy is it money wise is it Yeah, money-wise and, and time also, I guess, like, uh, depending on where you're in Europe, uh, I guess, uh, you for a physiotherapist, you have to go see a doctor first and then get the paper to go to the physiotherapist. Like the prescription. So, like, yeah. yeah, prescription, yeah, that's it, sorry. No, um, no, it's all good. And I know osteopath, chiropractors uh, can ask a lot of money also sometimes, and they're a little bit more expensive, so... For the normal guy who works nine to five jobs, has has kids, has to take out um, all the other tasks at home. Um, for those people, I I understand it's not easy to also see uh, a professional if if you want to skate also. Like, but being aware of your body and knowing how it feels or knowing how to deal with. Uh, stuff knowing how to deal with uh, injuries or just with your body i think that's a really important thing and that's also why i started the, the youtube channel um just to to educate people on that and and i really hope that uh, people are liking those videos and that it that it helps people yeah knowing what to do and and that it prevents injuries like i i can give the knowledge but it's it's up to the people to use it and to apply it to their daily life because it's something you have to apply every day. Just, yeah, being aware of your body, eating healthy, just, um, yeah, knowing what to do.
Okay, so we actually going to to link um, on the description of this of this podcast. We're going to link the YouTube, and we will make something on YouTube after this. This was actually only our first collaboration, if we can call it. And I'm going to make you one last question before we we finish this, and that is. We're not pointing fingers, we're not telling who does it, who doesn't. But what about drugs and alcohol? Mm. What influence do they have on injuries? Oh, that's a good one. And I have to say, that's the, yeah, that's the part where I'm the least experienced in. I've never done drugs, I've never... Yeah, don't drink and alcohol is so little, little that I drink. So um, I, I don't have experience with alcohol or drugs and skating. Um, but what I can imagine is that it's um, that it affects, of course, um, the the performance. Uh, I do believe that it helps. For some people, it does help. For some people, it does help. I'm not even pointing it that way. I was just going to ask you in the, in the other way, like in the if you were inside my body, if you were my body, would you be? If you were my body, would you be happy with me that I'm doing it? Because I know that for some people, you might be my body and not be happy. But if you would be my head, you would be. And for some people, that's the only way they function. And I'm not defending anyone or attacking anyone. I'm just. Stating a fact. I know some people just operate better that way. But does that affect our body in a certain way, positively or negatively? Um, yeah, it's a hard one. Uh, if I you're not okay with that, if, if it's not something that you have experienced, it's all good. It's normal. We don't know everything. It's just a. Yeah, I do believe that it helps certain people either way, but. Uh, in the longer term, I think, and especially alcohol, uh, drugs, I can't say that, but alcohol in longer terms, it, it has influence on the body in general, just not only for skating, but just in general, alcohol is... Uh, is a drug. Uh, alcohol is yeah, a it, drug. <laughs> yeah, 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 hard drug even because it's pretty hard to get off of it. Like if you're addicted to alcohol, it's way harder to get rid of it than, uh, for example, cannabis. alcohol is the hardest one because it's socially accepted and that's 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 the hardest thing you might it doesn't matter who you are you can be the president and and no one will tell you anything yeah that's true that's true yeah but yeah in the longer term it it affects body and even for like uh prevention on cancers um they also ask people to stop drinking stop smoking so yeah in the longer term, it's. I think it's still ruining, or I'm pretty sure it's still ruining the body. Uh, but hey, yeah. Um, but don't don't they say it with some uh, in with some cancers? Don't they? It's. I'm not going to say they advise, but a lot of people actually take. Uh, they smoke cannabis mm-hmm. uh, on cancer because it actually has healing properties. Yeah, I've heard of that, but yeah, like I said, I. I'm totally not experienced okay. on that. I, I might need to to try to meet with someone that is like uh, an expert in those CBDs and stuff because it's a huge yeah. thing nowadays. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 in, it's interesting, but I guess it's still really early in research too because, like, as it is, like a lot of in a lot of countries, illegal, and then still doing research on it if it's good for like cancer or just pain things like yeah it's it's a hard one i guess (laughs) okay one last one now it's the real (laughs) last one (laughs) what about the coronavirus can we do anything with the sports (laughs) yeah that's another one yeah coronavirus uh it's it's such a pity for all the events and stuff but um i think for what i know is that sporting in general is is good to um, yeah to boost your immunity immunity so like skating go skating if you can uh but yeah be aware of your surroundings be aware of people who are infected or if you're in a group and stuff please put the mask on and and wash your hands and and yeah just be be careful though but 
sporting in general helps the immunity boost so that could be one of the ways to protect yourself a little bit from it okay and i just you just gave me an idea please just send me a we're doing this via whatsapp for everyone thinking about it just send me a, a message with your address so that we can send you a mask we don't want the 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 physiotherapist to be with corona <laughs> so please just send me the address we're gonna that. we're gonna send you a mask <laughs> that's awesome thanks <laughs> and that is it for everyone listening to this you can go to willaddict.shop we we have some masks we have shirts we are actually producing new shirts now i can't really tell you a lot more yet we just made some skate i call it skate hooks my wife calls it skate carriers And actually, in one of our posts on the Instagram, Montre said that he likes skate carriers more. So I think we need to go with, if if the Gap Master says that we should call it skate carriers, we might need to go and call it skate carriers. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to call you Jonas Jonas. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. I think I know it's Jonas because it's it, it, it's a Belgian name now, I know. So... Thank you so, so much for your time. To everyone who listened to these, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you learned something today. There's a link in the description for Jonas' YouTube channel about teaching you good stuff that you should be doing, that you need to do in order to be able to do the sport that you love so much for, for a longer period of time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a huge avid fan of what you do because I really need it. As I told you before, I've been actually... I, I do have some some knowledge about it. I studied for that, but it's consistently changing and having someone who works on that field is very important. And thank you so much for what you do. And to everyone listening to this, do not forget to go subscribe or whatever this is. On, on this podcast platform that you're listening. So, thank you very, very much. We're going to finish today. You're going to finish this in no time. Boom. We're off. Okay.